0: When you're in a team meeting and there's no agenda and then we just start having these conversations start to evolve, for me as an introvert, if I didn't get advance notice about what we were going to discuss, I'm probably going to be the quietest one in the room because I don't shoot from the hip.
1: Welcome to Conversations. I'm Brian Gorman. I am a Quantivose coach and the host of Conversations. And with me today is Kim Gray, another Quantivose coach. Welcome, Kim. Hi, Brian. Kim, our topic today is the introvert difference. As one introvert to another, I know there is a difference. So I'd like you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how... or or why this topic is so important to you?
0: (laughs) Well, I can tell you that, you know, people talk about glass ceilings. And I think I got a concussion banging my head against them as I worked through my years of uh, work in corporate America and in the military. After a while, I said, you know what, I think I can do what I do here at home. I'm going to find a way to do that. And being the introvert that I am, of course, that's what I went hunting for. But I didn't realize I was an introvert until I started my business. And, you know, the one thing that stuck out was having to network, knowing that I hated it. And I, you know, I'll go, but I'm going to get the food, go sit at the table and hope nobody says anything to me. So, you know, living my life thinking I needed to be this other kind of person and not really getting it. And then finding out, no, no, you're okay the way you are, 40 years later, it made me feel like I need to help other folks realize that they don't have to be anything more than what they are.
1: If we were at a networking event together, I'd be sitting down with you. And it's interesting because as introverts, I think we're also just as different in some ways from one another as we are from extroverts. I'm very comfortable having this conversation. I'm very comfortable even getting up on a stage and presenting to people. But when I step back off the stage and everybody's milling around talking, I'm back in the corner.
0: I am with you. And that is the difference is that introverts are very passionate about what matters to them. And you give us a platform, soapbox, whatever, and let us know that we can share as much about that as we want with others without any judgment it's coming out like a waterfall. But as soon as that's over, ask me the hors d'oeuvres, give me a seat.
1: You began by talking about being an introvert in the corporate environment, in the military. How does an introvert show up differently?
0: Well, I can tell you from the many opportunities that came my way to change jobs was, I'm not into cliques, and I'm not into water cooler conversations. I'm, I'm a private person. So being forced To be in those environments wasn't comfortable for me. And so I shied away from them, which made it seem like I wasn't a team player or that I wasn't as vested in the success of the team as everyone else. I was. I just had a different way of showing it. And nobody really wanted to know that part. So it was like either you you toe the line or you find a new job.
1: That team player piece is so important. It's very interesting. There is a lot of data that has shown when COVID hit. It was the introverts who really tended to rise to the top in terms of performance in a work-from-home environment. So I've been talking to some of my clients now who are saying everybody has to be back in the workplace X days a week, that they may in fact be denigrating the performance of their introverts who are not going to perform as well back in the office as well as their extroverts if they're saying you can't be back in the office X days a mm-hmm. week.
0: Wow, that's a great one because there is two sides to that coin and I think COVID opened a lot of people's eyes if not personally, uh maybe even culturally that I like being by myself and I don't need someone looking over my shoulder, I can get the work done. And introverts are like, that's great. But I know the extroverts suffered because they need to be around each other. Now, I think it would be a tragedy to force people to come back into work and they're more comfortable and more productive at home.
1: Kim, what has been your experience as a team player, as an introvert?
0: One of the funniest things, when you're in a team meeting and There's no agenda. And then we just start having these conversations start to evolve. For me as an introvert, if I didn't get advance notice about what we were going to discuss, I'm probably going to be the quietest one in the room because I don't shoot from the hip. I like to think about the conversation that needs to happen and then share. So if you told me in advance, then I would come prepared. But if we're shooting from the hip, it won't come from me. Not at that meeting. Maybe later. But it will imply that. I'm not interested because I didn't contribute.
1: I think there are a couple of important points there that certainly reflect my own experience. When I'm put on the spot for addressing a topic, addressing a question, I sometimes have a lot of trouble doing that. I can really come up with some good ideas and powerful reflection later on. Mm But just, Brian, what's your response to what Kim just said? I'm going to have to think about it. Yeah. And so you also said, if you don't know ahead of time. So for leaders who have a blend of introverts and extroverts on their team, or a team of introverts, even, having agendas for get-togethers that are shared in advance is certainly one way of bringing the best value out of the, the introvert, what are some other ways in which leaders can, and when I use leaders, it might be frontline managers because now more and more they are leaders of their teams as well. What are some of the other things you have learned about successfully leading introverts?
0: When you know who's on your team and you, you'll know the personalities and if you've given advance notice of the information you're going to share and they come into the meeting and they still don't say anything, then you can call on them. If you gave them advance notice, they, they have something to say. They may not raise their hand and they may not speak out because they're being polite, waiting until everybody else is finished. And then you're moving on and they never got a chance to say anything. So, see, it's like our fault, too, because we don't raise our hand and we may not speak out. And when we wait too long, they've been moved on and we still never got to say what we had to say. So it's a challenge for the the team leader, but it's really beneficial if they know who's on their team and then caters to that person's need for information and opportunity to contribute. So
1: there you and I differ because if I have advanced notice, if I come in with my thoughts, I will step up and... Say, wait a minute, let, let me share my perspective on that. So I think that what you're saying is really important because it's, because it's important to know the individual players. Individual people and not just in their roles but how they show up in different situations,
0: it definitely does matter, and it depends upon the culture of the company too. And where you may feel comfortable speaking out, you're older and more wise. I'll <laughs> act like a young, like a youngie, like a younger person may not feel like they have the right to do that, and they'll wait their turn. So, you kind of got to know the culture is the culture that way, or is that the way people feel they should act.
1: And you bring up another important point there. Um, I was just in a session yesterday, and one of the coaches I was working with has a client who was raised in India, who will not, and and the CEO is begging this client, bring the data you have to the meetings to inform our decisions. And he's very comfortable bringing the data if it supports the decision that the CEO wants to make. But he is very reluctant to bring data that would in some way reflect negatively on an idea that a fellow worker is bringing forward. So there's a cultural aspect to this, as well as a very personal aspect.
0: That's a good one. I didn't know that you were going there, but that's a true culture difference right there. Wow. So how do you find leaders are adjusting or adapting to this change in the workforce?
1: Some are, some aren't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm, I'm actually finding everything from everybody must come back to the office, whether it's full-time or, or X days a week, to we let the office go, we really found we didn't need it. Mm. And so, again, I think the challenge for leaders is what works for your employees, what works for your customers or clients, what works for the organization. And that can be a very disparate answers. And the challenge for leaders is to bring them together. For leaders who say, come to the office if you want to be in the office, and when the leaders are in the office, the challenge now is to not exclude the value that the work from home staff can can bring. I've got one client, uh, for example, that has every conference room is now set up for video conference, and Every meeting occurs in a conference room with video conference access. So if there are team members or people from elsewhere in the organization that are to be a part of that meeting, they are audio and visually there. And I have other clients who are just saying, it's like I don't exist anymore because I'm still working from home whenever I have that that option. Much like you and your concussion with the glass ceiling, they're just feeling like, The door has been shut on them.
0: I can appreciate that happening. And kudos to the company who has the video conferencing in their conference rooms. That's a great company. But everyone else, it's like, are they ever going to make accommodations? Because COVID wasn't anybody's fault. But it did cause us to think and do things differently. And is going back to the status quo. Still realistic. And I'm not really sure. And the introverts are like, Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to our world. <laughs> this, yeah, this is,
1: this is another whole topic, and, and uh, I don't want to go too far okay. off, str- off stream here, but my personal bias, my personal belief, and I've been doing a lot of work in understanding the workplace, is that we are in the early stages of as significant a change in what it means to be at work as we were at the start of the Industrial Revolution. The Monday to Friday, nine to five, five days in the office, I think all of those things are beginning to to come apart. Yes, yeah. Kim, what other advice would you have for a leader who has introverts on her team, but also what advice would you have for a leader who's an introvert?
0: Sometimes they do put us in those leadership roles because we're great listeners. And we are so supportive and loyal. But man, at the end of the day, you're looking for a closet to sit in because you have to worry about all that stuff dumped on top of your head as a leader, but you'll get it done. But being a leader. I think it's really about the relationship and relationships are what keep people in place and caring enough to want to know that much about somebody is really a great way to start the relationship. Finding out your energy drained at the end of the day or are you more pumped up. Just simple things to find out because if you ask someone if they're an introvert most of us will tell you yes but some will be still under this stigma and they'll say no but you'll be able to check their behaviors to be able to tell the difference. When I walk into a room, I can tell the difference immediately, who's who. And they just have to get that good.
1: Yeah, and I think that's important. Those of us with difference of any sort, whether it's introversion, whether it's sexual identity, whether it's race, we feel the difference. What's important is for leaders to get to know us so that they recognize the difference.
0: Yeah, I think they make a lot of assumptions based on maybe things they see on the TV or hear in the media, but the person is what matters, and that's who you have to get to know, one person at a time, and get to know them and understand so they can understand you, you know, to give, get.
1: Kim, is there anything else you want to share with conversation listeners?
0: Well, I could tell you this. Being an introvert is a great protection because it allows you to sit back and watch, observe, and listen before we speak. But For those who are introverts and you are an employee, don't let that become a crutch for you because you may miss out on some great opportunities. And have conversations with your team about who you are and how you like to deal with uh, being around them, putting aside some of the assumptions they may have. Because sometimes that group mentality can get out of control and then you're sitting outside of the window wondering how they get out here because they booted you out.
1: Kim Gray, thank you so much for This conversation on the introvert difference.
0: Thanks a lot, Blimey.